Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And with me, as always, <laughs> looking at me... Why do you have to laugh? With you, a big I haven't even said my name. Why do you have to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that funny. It's not that funny, Steve. <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious from this angle, I can tell you. <laughs> well, tell them why then. It's, it, it's me, it's Corrine. Hi. Hi, everyone. Corrine <laughs> has got the most because... fantastic, fast, fantastic sort of retro 1970 headphones on today. They're almost as big as her head. They weigh as much. <laughs> they are huge. <laughs> and I feel as if my head's about to tip over and bang into the computer screen or onto the keyboard. I shall have the QWERTY keyboard typed backwards on my forehead. <laughs> we have the thinnest of phones, the lightest of rich wristwatches, but Kareen's got it. Got it. Well, you know, I thought since we're talking about analog things, I thought I'd go back to a more analogish design on on headphones. Yeah, very. And, but I think this is going to be the last episode I use them in because I'm having a hard time feeling the blood vessels into my ears now. The blood circulation is uh, limited. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Where were we? Uh, something about Before. episode 71, I don't know. Yeah, something about episode 71. So, episode 71, we are going to continue our series about getting things done. And this is sort of part two if you want to listen to from the beginning, starting part one, back in episode 70. And today we're discussing clarification. And I will clarify this statement. Yes, please. <laughs> and see how many times we can get word clarification into the episode or something. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's about, where you, so you've gathered all your information together. It's then how you... Um, sort of start clarifying that information into the various categories and things like that. So lead on, my dear friend, Kareem. Well, thank you. Thank you, Steve. I like being your dear friend with big Mickey Mouse ears today. I have white, white ears. And um, so we're at step, step two in the GTD series of, of what David Allen calls his five simple steps that apply order to chaos is the clarification step. And he identifies that as process what it means. And so we're going to look at information today and how do we begin to process it? And let me make this abundantly clear. We are not organizing it yet. We are simply looking at everything that we have captured in step one, and we are processing what that information means. And the idea behind processing is that we can ask ourselves a couple of questions. Number one, we can ask ourselves, is the information that we're looking at actionable? If it's not actionable, then there's an entire algorithm that he goes through. But I'm going to stick with assuming that it's actionable. If it's actionable, then you can decide the very next action that's required. So it's simple process, right? You have something on your desk. Can you take action on it? Yes. If yes, then the following steps need to be taken. If it takes less than two minutes, do it right now. If it takes more than two minutes and two minutes and one second, I'm going to say it counts as two minutes. But if it goes anything over two minutes and one second, then David Allen suggests you delegate it if you have someone to delegate it to. If not, you hire someone. If you can't hire someone, find someone that you can step on and crush their soul and have them do it for you. Or... You can put it on a list. 
you can put it on the list to do it when you can. And I think for us, for both of us, for Steve and I, we're very keen on having master task lists that we use throughout the year, but somehow end up staying in the forefront, uh, even though we're not taking action on these items now. I know Steve used to be very frustrated with this until he sort of got his head wrapped around the fact that that's okay. It doesn't all have to be done now. There's there's nothing missing out of having a list that's ongoing. It sort of means that you're alive and that things are going well <laughs> and that there's hope for the future because it's sort of like, well, I can't be done paying off my bills. Uh, I'm not dead yet. You know, that sort of thing. It's like there's there's hope. <laughs> if there's things left to do, there's hope in life. So, and then the other aspect of it is that if it's not actionable, David's very clear about it. Number one, trash it. <laughs> which I love. If you have a piece of information and you can't take action with it and there's nothing you can do with it, then throw it away. Yay. Um, yeah. He has another alternative. We'll file or it. file it. Right. So he says file it as reference or you could incubate it, which is maybe I need mm. to think about this a little bit longer. Maybe I need to have other pieces come into it before I can complete the whole project. And so we're going to take it from that point of view and I'm going to let Steve... Take it from the point of the master task list and how we begin to take action on things when an action is not required, let's say, for the next 12 months. You know, there are things that come up. And So before we get to that point, I was thinking along the lines of, so we've gathered all this information together and we really need to actually sort of break it down. So you've got this huge either list of information, list of tasks to do, or, you know, it's come to you in various forms. It might be in emails. It might be in sticky notes that have been put on your desk, phone messages, whatever. These are all sort of sources of input, aren't they? And you then need to look at each one of those and, and clarify, you know, is this something I can do now, straight away? Is it something that's got to be done today or tomorrow or sometime in the rest of the week uh, or someday as as yet decided? Um, and there might be external factors where you can't put a date on it, like it, it needs good weather, for instance. You know, a, a classic in my case, which keeps trolling from one week to the next, is to revarnish the garage door. Um, and I've mostly been talking about this for the last six months, possibly more than that. Um, so you have to um, sort of don't be feel offended or don't feel that you're not doing something by putting it into that sort of category, if you like, of someday. Incubation, or, I think, is what we're calling it. it. Yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of, but you're keeping it on the list so you don't forget to do right. it, uh, and you're keeping it under review. And that's the other. That's another important step which we will cover at some stage, because. When you review your list of tasks or information or whatever, it's at that point that, you know, something might jump from one area to another. It might go from, you know, sometime later in the week to do it today. Right. Or it might go the other way, in fact. You, you know, there might be some, you know, you might have had a phone message about um, something that someone thought they needed it done this week. But they then sort of follow up with a second message saying, ah, cancel that, can't do it this week, I'll let you know when's the best time. 
like we do with our podcasts, I suspect, suspect you know, quite often yeah. we, we plan for a specific day and then the plan goes wrong because of some external influence outside of our of either of our control sort of thing. So we end up having to reschedule and, you know, it becomes a bit of an open ended schedule then. Um, so but I think I think that's very important to to spend a couple more minutes talking about Steve. It, and I run into this myself, and I've I've stopped doing it. It was a bad habit that I had, of why should I bother planning it or putting it down on paper if I know that I'm not sure about what the outcome's going to be? Why don't I just wait till mm. I know exactly when I will have a positive outcome so that I can plug it into my nicely color-coded planner and have it all written out so that nothing ever gets scratched out and it's sitting pretty for all posterity to see that I have now scheduled an item and I shall tick the item off and everything shall be whole and complete in the plannerverse. And so the, the issue that I've come across is that if you don't put it down in the calendar, it ends up not ever getting done. And the worst part of it, which is goes against what David Allen Price's name um, says, is that we end up keeping it in our minds. We end up mm. uh, having that playback over and over repeatedly in our minds and taking up valuable brain space instead of getting it out of our minds and onto paper so that our brains can continue to have ideas and not keep them, as he says. I much prefer to just write as m much as I can down um, just as reminders. So even if there's there's no definite um, thing that I've got in mind for a particular day, for a particular post or whatever, I will just write post for Thursday, for argument's sake. What the actual content is going to be, I, I might not know at the time when I wrote it down, but I've at least written it down to sort of remind myself. And... Um, and then, you know, it's it's on the list, it's there, it's in front of me, it, it won't escape. Absolutely. But, uh, and, and then look look at the clarification process as a way to take uh, an audit, to have an audit of your own information and all the sources of information where they're coming from. Because in the capture process, if you see that you are getting, in fact, messages on social media private messaging lines, and you're getting emails, mm. and you're getting text messages, and you're getting mm. uh, hard copy correspondence coming through the post, and you're, there's all sorts of information that are coming in. Maybe the clarification process can be used, in fact, to write back or to communicate with some of your incoming message senders and say, I prefer to be reached by and include your favorite method of capture so that people yeah. can start respecting what method works best for you. You're not at the mercy of how all this information comes in. And I think that's one of the main reasons why Steve and I do this podcast is because we both realize that there is vast amounts of data out there in the plannerverse. And to, in order to not become burnt out with the level of information that's accosting us on a daily basis, how do we filter out what's important and put those mm. things in our planners and then be able to take action on them so that our lives are in the are running in the in the order that we would like it to as best as we can control uh, right i mean steve what do you what do you think about that well certainly these days i think if you've grown up with it then fine you know if you, if you were born after the year 2000 then you've grown up with 
social media, with email, with text messaging, and, and all these other things. But Grandma and Grandpa but, were here. <laughs> <laughs> but if, like me, you were a child of the 60s, or the late, very late 50s in my case, where the only sort of form of communication you had in the household was either a letter through the letterbox or maybe a phone call, and you only you start your life with just sort of three channels on the TV and and in black and white at that. Um, things have gone on at quite a pace in the last fifty years or so, to the point now where we we have so many different sources of information coming into our lives that actually just trying to remember was it via Facebook that somebody messaged me? Was it via Twitter? Was it via Instagram? Was it via email? The number of times I've spent looking for Indeed. some bit of information from, say, a week or two ago, and I've been looking in the wrong, completely the wrong area right. for it. Right. Um, so now what I do is I, I, I will put reply to whoever on email or on Facebook or wherever. Now, admittedly, it's very rare that I leave a reply to some things um, very long. But there's occasionally they've asked me something. I've got to go and find out that information, find a go and find a photograph or something like that. That might take me a, a day or two um, to find the information. Then I've got to remember, right, where, oh, I've got to reply. Now I've found the photograph. Now how do I reply? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's why having a capture mechanism is so important. So I remember yeah. we talked about maybe even making one room a capture room, but even then mm. you're at the mercy of which folder did I leave it in or which, you know, as you said, mm. which social media private messaging outlet is it is it sitting in? Yeah. And that's why if you had an immediate capture method in a planner, for example, that has, I mean, I don't like to carry, no, let me let me rephrase that. I, I would love to carry my post-it notes with me, but unfortunately what happens is they would get all messed up in my handbag, getting thrown about and this and that. What mm. I end up doing is I slap together four or five clean post-it notes to the dashboard of my planner. And I have those empty at all times so that if I do need to write something down, I can take one off and stick it onto where I need. Rarely have I've never found myself using all four of my post-it notes in a mm. single day um, on, on the go. So spontaneous note-taking mm. kind of thing. Uh, so I like to be able to do that. And that's a wonderful system, Steve, to be able to write down and say reply to poor Corey Large, right? She had she had sent me a mm. message for an, an episode of what we what we should do for the Plannerverse podcast. And um, I was like, I don't, I don't know where I saw that. I, I can't remember where I put that. And so <laughs> now I immediately take notes in in those little on those post-it notes that are sitting in the planner. And that's how I can focus my brain also to trust to trust that the system is there. Mm. I'm not going to forget. And I can take that and slap it onto, uh, I don't know, April 12th or whatever date I need. And mm. on April 12th, that will pop up and I'll be like, oh, look how organized I am. I feel like such a in-control person in the planner verse. Look at me. I have created a miracle. <laughs> a thought came into my head and I wrote it down somewhere where I was able to find it later. <laughs> Definitely following on from your earlier point about uh, not wanting to mess things up. I'm well past that now. If, <laughs> if something gets crossed out, it gets crossed out. It's it's not a big deal. Or if, if I'm tight on space, that I'll, I'll use sort of like correction pen or yeah. I, pencil I have or a I have a saying that says uh, a neat list gets uh, neat list are nice, but messy list get done. Don't 
Don't yeah. worry about messy. Don't worry about messy. Get it done. Cross it out. Make it nice. And guess what? You end up texturizing your paper with more ink and whatever it is you're adding to it. It becomes a, a more organic, dynamic piece of living uh, posterity of what your record is of your life at that moment. Hmm. So don't worry about trying to keep it for museum, record grade, acid free, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, <laughs> just just get it done. <laughs> yeah. I think it's less critical um, at this stage of things that, you know, your planning things are, whilst you might need to refer back to them, they're less critical than, say, the journal of, you know, the the record of what actually you were doing on a particular day and, and stuff like that, um, which obviously is a, a slightly different sort of uh, thing anyway. But in, in terms of how you break things down in your clarification stage, um, it's very much up to you, really, in terms of, you know, do you break it down to what I'm going, definitely doing today or this week, um, what I can delegate to someone else, um, what I just need to file, and, and, and that sort of thing. I think you, once you've sort of worked out... And how you do that is, again, you can do your color coding idea. You can do it on different areas of the page, for instance. Um, so it's, it's all the same color, but it, you've, you've sectioned it out so that you can actually put things into different slots, as it were, um, to keep your attention focused on what you need to do today, what you need to do um, sometime later in the week, or at some future time sort of thing. And I think that's the important thing. Well, as you're going through the clarification process, I think from our perspective, from the planner versus perspective, it's also important to clarify what your organizer means. If if mm. you're going to go through the process of organizing the material that you put into it, then shouldn't there be some sort of clarification as to what purpose your organizer serves? And this just goes back to what you said, Steve, about um, keeping a diary of your day or keeping track of the things that you've, gone through and completed and done as opposed to things that you have planned or things that need planning all right so so there's the things that you do during the day that could be completely separate from the things that you've planned and they're not mutually exclusive right they're, they they could mm. they could be very distinct things that have nothing to do with one another so for example maybe you'd plan to um, mow, mow the lawn and, and varnish the gar uh, the, the garage door but what you found, in fact, is that you've done all those things, and on top of that, you've had to go buy the varnish, and you've had to go get collect all the pieces, and the machine broke down, and you needed oil, and you needed gas, and you needed all these other things. Just as an example, so that eats up part of your day, and I think that shouldn't go unacknowledged in terms of clarification, so that for next time, when you do take an, an undertaking like that and say, well, I need to paint this wall or whatever happens... You can recall the steps and you can go back through your documents and see what steps were needed. And that, that is, in fact, part of the clarification process because it won't take you as long. You will have organ already set up a standard operating procedure, basically, for what you've completed as far as that project is concerned. You know, cutting the grass is a, a classic example of that. You, you've done it sort of several times before, so you know that it takes you 45 minutes, not an hour and a half or, or whatever. So you know that if you've got a 45 minute slot in the day somewhere and the weather's been fine that morning then you know you can nip out there with and, and do the grass or whatever it is or uh, do some washing even um 
and and that sort of is always a you know learn learning from what you've done in the past is you know one of the things that I've always done with um, any sort of you know, project management of any description is, is project management and running your life sound two different things but they're so associated with each other that um, you you can apply the same techniques in both directions I found well. And if you think of it from project management perspective, then you're realizing, in fact, that not everything in the project needs to get done right now. It's about managing when mm. those items are mm. used and the efficiency uh, to be able to to use your resources wisely so that you can manage the completion of those processes without having to wear out or burn out your people and time and money and so on. So that's to me. I've never gone to project management school, but I would think that that's part of the process. In terms of being able to create master task lists, Steve, do you keep this in an analog form or do you have a digital record of it or do you combine them? How do you make your master task I tend, lists? I tend to just write things down as I think of them. And I Are they all on one, one sheet of paper or continuation? Well, try, yeah, sort of break it down into... To different sort of type of tasks, so household things, um, stuff that I'm sort of trying to do on the blog, you know, stuff for other websites and things like that. Otherwise, it just gets a cluttered mess of, of so many different tasks. Well, the cluttered that, mess is, in fact, the way it comes out, though, doesn't it? The cluttered yeah. mess so is you, our as, brain. As you, yeah. as you think of them mm. initially, yeah, that's the, it starts off like that. But the next sort of level down is to sort of if you like, filter them or categorize them into different areas so you can, you know, shuffle things around and, and get them into some sort of form of sense. And, and that's the organization process. We're going to touch on that more. Actually, we're going to discuss that more. We're going to touch on it today. But uh, on, on series three of this one, we're going to go ahead and talk about organization. But before we get to organize, I would urge everyone who's never made a master task list to consider making one. And really all it is is a big sheet of paper where you can continually add to anything that your brain has been looping over. And looping over means that you're sitting there going, have I done that? Have I completed that? I wish that would be done. If there's anything gnawing at you, if there's anything that you're like, mm, well, that sort of should have been done two months ago, but I haven't done it. Put all of that stuff down on paper and take a look at the wonderful mess <laughs> that exists in your head. And once you have it down on paper, it's it's not like it's going to go away. It's not done. But there is, for me, there is a lightning effect where I feel as if all of this has been lifted out of my active mind and I can now examine it to clarify it on paper. I can circle it. I can make little arrows around it. I can, I can slap stickers onto it. I can put a big no through it. And that allows me a lot more... Um, I don't even know what the words are for this. The ability to wrap my head around what's going on in my mm. head at that point. I think if you go through the exercise of creating your master task list, for if we want to call it that, and you sort of start putting down all these things that you would like to get done, like you know, sort through boxes of photographs, um, do a deep spring clean of the the bathroom or, or whatever it is yeah. it, it doesn't i'm not trying to sort of think of things just for the sake of it but you've got various sort of things that keep cropping up and you keep forgetting to do them 
stick them on the list. Yep. Then you won't forget them. And the other way of looking at it is by creating the list yourself. If you're, you have a partner, of course, you can share the list with them and they can contribute to this list. Not that they're contributing to your workload, but they might be able to share the workload and they'll see, oh, I had, I'd forgotten about that as well. Um, I'd forgotten that we need to do this or, oh, we can do that together, for instance, you know, if it's sorting out photographs yeah. and slides and stuff like that. Um, and so to a certain extent, by actually, if you like, documenting all of these different things that you want to try and get done, they shouldn't get in the way of um, your ordinary everyday, you know, life and living. You know, you still have to go to work. You still have to go to the shops. You still have to eat, sleep and, and, and drink and what have you. Um, but it's it's the, there are sort of slots in the day when you might be able to, you know, you don't ever think of these big tasks that you're going to do, them, you know, from start to finish. And you, you won't you won't finish until um, you've done all of it. But you can break it down and say, right, well, yeah, I want to sort out the photographs, but there's 12 boxes of them. Ah, okay. So you start with box one and then start with then two and three and so on. So, you know, don't think of these things as being impossible to do, I think, and, and just, just stick them on, stick them in very broad overview terms in your, you know, list of sort photographs out. What you then divide that down into at a later date, we're, we're hinting on the next part of the discussion, I know. Um, but at this stage of the game, don't be afraid. You think, oh, it's too big a task. I won't include it on the list. Yes, you should include it on the list. Um, because it won't get done if you don't put it on the list. Absolutely, absolutely. And and don't be afraid to realize that when you come up with something like sort all the photographs, that in fact could be your project title. It it Oftentimes I've seen people put things like that on their list, like lose weight or exercise more or uh, sort photographs. But in fact, that's not how you get there. To break down that project into m m smaller steps is what allows you to get to that final state of completeness. But in fact, what you've done is you very cleverly, for, for series three of five of our episode coming up in the future, uh, you very cleverly understood now how to begin to organize the titles of your lists. And, and that's a wonderful thing because uh, I'm going to leave you with, with my little tip here because I, I was thinking as you were saying these things, Steve, I used to, and I, I actually, I still do. I, I tend to take 30 minutes of a project and completely devote myself to it and not be disturbed during that time. I shut the phone off. I shut off all the distractions. I shut off everything that's kind of running around that would normally disturb me and focus solely on what I'm doing for 30 minutes. It is amazing what I can get done in 30 minutes when I'm not distracted and focus only on that project. And the nice part is that if you do end up creating projects for yourself like this, where you see that you've got a huge master task list, that things that have been sitting around forever, and you start attacking them for 30 minutes at a time a day, and then go on about your business. And you can split up that 30 minutes, by the way, by doing 15 and 15. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, or, or three segments of 10 minutes, or however you want to do it. 
Uh, but I have found a tremendous amount of progress in getting the master task list done simply by spending 30 minutes a day getting these things done com- consistently. Yeah, so not 30 minutes one day and then five months down the line, another 30 minutes, but every day, consistent 30 minutes. Then that's a tip I'm going to leave you with for clarification. If you get all your captured material and you're trying to decide what your very next action should be, I would say look at it for 30 minutes, take action on for 30 minutes, do what you can in 30 minutes, and then put it away and try again the following day because then it's not overwhelming. I think that's about it. I I can't think of anything better than that. (laughs) As you might have guessed, I have got to sort out some photographs. (laughs) That's why it's in the head, you see. I I promised to find some photographs for someone. And I know they're in the bo- one of the boxes out there, uh-huh. but which one they're in is another guess. I, 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 think I had a tentative look earlier and I thought, oh no. That's the bane <laughs> of all of our this. existence right now is the photographs, the digital photographs and physical photographs and how to organize them. My physical God. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a monstrosity, isn't it? It's a huge undertaking. <laughs> so I wish you luck with that, dear Steve. <laughs> <laughs> just just, just finding them is going to be one, one of the parts. Where, of the where can anyway, we find we you, though, on the internet if we can't find you sorting photographs? You, you, you find me in the dusty realms of the garage. That hasn't been varnished or, with an unvarnished door. With an unvarnished door, yeah. <laughs> or at falafaxi.com or travelsnotebooktimes.com or as Mr. Falafaxi on Instagram. And you, Karine. And you can find me as Karine Tovmasyan on Instagram, ThirdPunchResumes.com, Planarology.com, all over Facebook as the admin that's most hated in the world. And um, that's about it. <laughs> Steve's friend. <laughs> and don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed our podcast, don't forget to give it a like, share it, and subscribe to it. <laughs>